Hashtag SAFM Sound Awake. On uh, Twitter, Mabode Ketla just saying, much as social grants offer some relief to people in economic distress, privatized economical drivers within government, like your SOEs, should be 100% government controlled to create jobs, as was with the 1948 NP government, where they were nationalized and massive job creators. All right. Well, a lot of, has changed since that time, Maboriketla. We know SOEs are constantly needing bailout. They're taking from the economy instead of giving into it. And uh, job creation is not uh, really what's happening there. But thanks, uh, Fem, for your views. That was on our poll, uh, not our poll, what is it, on our trending news there, talking the budget speech, which will continue uh, throughout the day in terms of analysis. Okay, let's talk Wellness Corner. Building the tools for young people to speak up on mental health is our chat. According to the UNICEF, South Africa, you report 65% of youths admit to suffering some form of mental health issue, but do not seek help. They do not seek help, some for fear of being stigmatized. Some parents face many challenges that prevent them from having the financial resources to provide nutrition. So how much more health care and education, let alone access to resources that might build awareness about mental health. This is according to Parents24. Let's uh, find out more from Zianda Mazamisa, who is Mindset Coach and founder of Young Minds Coaching Program. Zianda, good morning to you. Thanks for joining us. Zianda, are you there? Hi, I'm here. How are you this morning? I'm good, I'm good, trying to wake up, but I'm all right. <laughs> okay, thanks so much for trying to wake up for us, because this is quite a uh, quite a, a very important chat. We were just uh, saying, you know, in our trending news, that this is a conversation that needs to just keep going and not stop until this issue stops. Young people are not coming forward with their issues on mental health. We mentioned in our introduction that they feel like they might be stigmatized, but also yeah. parents are also dealing with so many challenges and financially they might not be able to support these kids. But what are what are you finding as a Young Minds Coaching Program leader, the, uh, the founder, that young people are afraid to talk to their parents about when it comes to their struggles with emotions? Yeah, yeah, they do. And there's a number of, there's a number of reasons, right? But one that comes top of mind right now is, um, I think, yes, as parents, we're dealing with a lot. Mm. Um, however, it is their family's responsibility to lay the love and belonging foundation, meaning the emotional foundation for children, you know. Um, and we have to start them young. That's why the, we, we, we're trying to coach them at, at the end of nine years old, because we have to start them young to understand even the vocabulary to express an emotion, the name of the emotion itself. But even if we teach them, parents have got to respond positively to that. Mm. Um, so we find that children will say, um, even parents actually do say this, that they're not equipped, they were not, they were not groomed like that growing up, so they don't know how to do it, hence they also go through coaching. So we find that what happens is because we both lack vocabulary to express anger, to express dissatisfaction, or to even express feelings of an, an illness mentally, um, we, we're not finding each other, the child and the parent, right? Mm. And also we become too busy as parents that even when they really, really are asking for our attention, we find it hard to close the laptop and put down the phone and pay attention to them, you know? Yeah. So so there's a sense of uh, parents needing to take responsibility in the sense of um, you'll find parents saying, look, we, we, we provide security needs here, we provide physiological needs here. If you were to look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs, um, which is the shelter, the food, the clothes, and all of that. 
But then there's a layer we've forgotten or we don't pay much attention to, and that is love and belonging. And that's Mm. that's from home. That's our responsibility too. Love and belonging in the home, absolutely. So what are the other safe spaces that we can create then for children to speak up? I mean, if the parents are inundated with their own issues, I remember growing up, my parents were not the only parents I had uh, in terms of a child being raised by a community. So there were more people that I could turn to. Could that be something that we can use uh, as another safe space? But what are the other safe spaces we can create? Absolutely, I agree with you because we know that it's, uh, it's the, what is saying by religion, so the entire village has, mm. t- can take care of a child. But also, we look at the era we're in, it's not always safe to do that. Mm. Um, so there are areas, so the number of disciplines that, that can actually affect the child. However, it will always go back home, Sandra. So they can come to coaching, but the way I coach them will always have an exercise that involves the parent. They can go to therapy, the same thing will happen. They can go to counseling, the same thing will happen, right? Mm. Um, they can go to church, but it will always come back home. Because any and everything that a child is experiencing often emanates from home, right? Mm. So we have the churches, we have the school system, we have the therapists, we have the coaches, we have the, even the neighbors, we have them. But as we know it now, until as parents we can carve out time, to say, I hear you and I see you. And so children, they learn how to deal with their anger from home. The other example I can give is, uh, even me growing up, there was never necessarily a emotional foundation laid for me. That's how I feel, that's what I experienced according to my perspective. So if I had been taught from home how to handle my anger, I would have known how to responsibly express anger with my friends, with a boyfriend, Hmm. or at work. But because I didn't learn that, or rather I've learned the negative way of dealing with anger by observation, right? So therefore the home in the 21st century has to change the manner in which it parents. Yeah. However, there are a number of, number of um, uh, resources, number of places that children can go to. All of them will always bring the child back to the parent. Mm. You know, this and young... Yeah. Mm, mm, absolutely. Young people are on social media as well. How can we use that platform to make sure that they are encouraged to, to yeah. seek their yeah. health as much as they need in their behavior, meet them where they are? Absolutely. You know what? Um, and they, I, I found that, especially I've been following them on TikTok and on Facebook, right? And I've realized they do speak up there. But by the time they speak up there, they're really tired of, of not being listened to, so they are angry. Mm. And even there, as parents from this village perspective now, even there, we are punitive to them. We tell them they must, because we, we tend off by the language they use, by the tonality of their voice, and we never listen to the essence of what they're saying. Mm. Even our comments as parents there are shutting them down. And we forget that there's pain behind that anger. That anger needs to be attended to. It's not just going to go away. Unfortunately now, if you look at the gender-based violence, that anger comes from physical violence. Yeah. You see? Because we are not attending to it. The, 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 the girl child also has anxiety because there's anger inside of them. That is, they are unable to express it in a safe environment where they feel that they should get that love and belonging from. As a result, our children are struggling with self-esteem issues. Because if there's no love and belonging, according to Mother of Purity of me, there's no esteem. Mm. So there's no sense of self-love, self-honor, self-worth, self-value. Because who, who taught them that? 
they try and learn it from friends in the street, but that doesn't help either. It needs to come from home. It's not going to come from school. It has to come from home. And school can support it and groom it further, right? Yeah. And now these children, they go to university without a sense of solid self-worth. They go to university, no clarity on vision, no clarity on what I'm going to do next, no goal set. Once they taste um, the freedom in university, because they have no clarity of their vision there, they come back home again and be kids again. Back to square one. With a parent who no longer are familiar with staying with them back at home. Yeah. Now again, there's another puzzle there. Because now an adult comes back to be a child. That parent doesn't want an adult in their house. They want to be alone, most cases. Causes another toxicity. So therefore, if we lay the love and belonging foundation, mm. not only are we empowering them, but we are also helping them to transition and get out of the household and go build themselves as young as they are after university. But with that layer not being solid and, and well attended, then there's no esteem, therefore there's no self-actualization. What, what are your tips then for us to make sure that that layer is solid once we've realized as parents that mm. we've dropped the ball here? So my, my, my first advice is let's make amends as parents. Let's say sorry. So if I can make an example about me, I've had the same issue with my mom. Um, from teenagehood up until uh, age 32, we're not getting along. I'm 44 now. Mm. You know, only at 35 or so we started getting along, like really, really getting along. That's because she had to listen to how the feedback I was giving her about how I grew up and what hurt me when I was growing up. And we made amends. We have to make amends with the children first. Then the trust foundation will come back. Then they will confide in us. But we have to be curious about that. We have to be genuinely wanting to connect with them, right? And we have to keep an open mind, which is tough. Because some of the things that they're going to tell you are not things that we're trained to, to deal with yourself. But you're going to have to learn with them. Because they, too, don't know how to navigate that stuff. And the youth of today is facing a number of issues. Mm. We did, too, but it's different issues. Right? And so we have to be there for them. And we can't always say, this is not how I grew up. This is not what my, what my parents taught me. You are the parent now. Therefore, you have to carve out a new way of parenting in your household. Right? Yeah. So I think for me, the first thing to do is to make amends with the children. And we have to highlight where we didn't go right. And we have to promise what we're going to do right. And we're going to have to stick to that. Mm-hmm. And be trustworthy. That way, the trust will, will be rebuilt between the parent and the child. And then they can take it from there. It's crazy to me how, you know, we're in the workplace and we, we talk about skilling and reskilling. It's very normal. Mm. We're going mm. to always upgrade our know how. But when it yeah. comes to parenting, we don't adopt that same mentality. We need At to all. keep reskilling. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I love what you're saying. And, and today we call it conscious parenting. Mm. Just it's easier today because our kids talk. We were not allowed to talk. We were not allowed to chat back. You would get a, a, a back clap you were chatting back. Mm. Now they are allowed, allowed to talk. They'll guide you. My child guides me on how to parent him. He'll tell me some of the things or some of the ways when I show up where I freak him out that he gets scared. He tells me, when, when you raise your voice, you scare me. Mm. And I know when you scare a child, yet their brain is either freezes or it fights or it flees. So if I want an outcome that's conducive for both of us, I have to watch the tonality of my voice I, because I want an outcome. There's something I want the conversation to achieve. Yeah. Therefore, I must adapt too. There's no bullying the child anymore. Yeah, absolutely. So we have to change the way we parent. 
Yeah, and they talk these people. So I mean, and it. I mean, it goes back. I'm. I'm thinking now. My 17-year-old <laughs> son, who when he was smaller. I mean, it mm. starts even with the questions they ask you and yeah. how you respond. He had asked me. I think it was. I don't know. Four or five. He said to me, "Mummy, why?" Why are they called fish fingers? But fish don't have fingers, and these things don't look like fingers. <laughs> you see? <laughs> and it you starts see? with those uh, small and questions that you think are funny. Yeah. But how you respond yeah. is going to set the tone for the rest of that child and how they feel Absolutely. vocal. Absolutely. For me personally, because I understand how it feels like to feel disconnected to your parents, to feel disconnected to your home, and it's not nice, you know? So what I've done is to keep my own children to observe him, to listen to the words he uses. And those type of questions, why is it like this? Why not like that? I became comfortable with answering the why questions mm. when he was young as well. And now that he's older, there's more complex questions he's asking. Yes. And if I don't know, I go and find out. Yes. Because if I don't answer it, where do I want him to find the answer? Exactly. And Let's I'm share. doing all of this, but mm. once he starts dating, he trusts me to confide in for guidance. Absolutely. Because if he doesn't trust me for guidance with dating, who is he going to trust? Let's right. share how people can get in touch with you. Sorry, we're out of time, Zianda. <laughs> All right, so we are on www.ziandam.co.za okay. or info, which is info at ziandam.co.za. Okay, thank you so much. Social media, so. we'll find the, the handles there. at Zianda Mazamisa. Zianda Mazamisa. Thanks again. We appreciate your time. Thank you so much, Zianda Mazamisa, Mindset Coach and founder of Young Minds Coaching Program.